Alright guys, welcome back to another episode of Musties After Dark. I'm your host Kyle. Um, today we're joined by a special guest today. We got Ben Stone on the line. Uh, he also has a YouTube channel called Ben Stone Fishing. Ben, how's it going today? Going good, how are you? Not too bad, not too bad. Uh, how's, the, how's the snow down there? Uh, you know, it's not snowing right now, but we got hit pretty hard last night here, so the roads are still pretty bad. Yeah, how many, how many inches did you guys get? Um, I'm not too sure. I mean, it blew around a lot, so it's, it's kind of thinned out, but um, I think around four or five, I'd say. Wow, you guys are lucky. We got hit with a hole like foot and a half. Yeah. It's wet, too. but um, So... Ben fishes in uh, Minnesota. He fishes a lot of real pressured lakes. So um, theme the theme kind of we're going for today is we're just gonna just gonna kind of cover um, some tactics and stuff to fish um, pressured lakes and and stuff like that. Um, but but first let's just let's just get this rolling. Um, ben, how did you get started into musky fishing? Like like how how did it how did it happen? Um, basically for me, I mean, when I was younger, um, I would just, I heard stories about muskies, and it always kind of fascinated, fascinated me as a kid, so, um, you know, as soon as I was able to get something I could try to catch a muskie, I wanted it, and nobody else in my family was really into it, so I was kind of on my own with figuring everything out, but, uh, I ended up catching my first muskie when I think I was in fifth grade, and, um, every, I mean, every time I had the chance, I wanted to try and fish for him, and, here I am now with tons of money into it and just uh, still enjoying it as much as I did that first fish I caught. Yeah, yeah, I think that's that kind of goes how how I started out, you know, being self-taught, and then, you know, you start growing older and older and more money and more money, and then you're like, damn, why did I, why, you look at your bank account, and you're like, why did I get into this? Yeah. But, um, so this year, you caught your biggest fish, is that correct? Uh, how big was that? It was fifty inches exactly on the nose. Right on the nose. That's bigger yep. than my my personal best this year. My personal best this year is forty eight. But what what'd you uh what'd you catch that on? So I caught that fish on um, a lure I bought that morning. It's uh, a lure I've been seeing so much in the muskie world recently, which is kind of why I bought it. But uh, a muskie frenzy stagger eight nine um bucktail. Oh, nice, nice. Um, and then, uh, you caught, I, I've seen the video on YouTube, you, so, um, why don't you, why don't you let everyone know how, how did that, it's, it's a real amazing story, how he caught this fish, it, it really is, it just, it just goes to show why you, you keep casting, and you keep putting the work in, um, you know, there's a lot of heartbreaks out there, but, you know, why, why don't you tell the story of, of you catching that 50 incher this year? Yeah, so that day was, uh a pretty uh, up and down day. So I got out on the lake around one o'clock and um, before that I caught a couple of fish on this one spot. So it's kind of just, it was kind of the spot I just, you know, was my go-to spot. And uh, I got right on the tip of an underwater point and my, my bait was about five feet out from the boat and uh, I saw a big head come up. I set the hook and my drag was loose and I just knew by the fish. I mean, I, I, I mean, I had a feeling it was a 50, but I didn't know for sure. And it, it ended up coming off right away, so I was pretty heartbroken over that. It, it, 
you know, makes your stomach upset, but um, I kind of got over it, decided to keep fishing, and uh, I think a couple hours later, I ended up catching a, a smaller fish, like a 32 or so, and, you know, made me feel a little bit better, but uh, just kind of kept fishing, just, I mean, I pretty much stayed on the exact same spot the whole night, and uh, I ended up catching one more fish, and I went over the spot one last time with the, the same bait and uh, ended up seeing the fish come in in the eight and I think it went around one full turn or maybe it was a half turn and I ended up getting the fish to strike and it was a pretty uh, pretty uh, you know crazy fight you know shaking for it just praying that the fish wouldn't get off but in the end it got in the net and uh, made for not only a great story but a great memory oh yeah dude that's awesome that's really awesome and like that's that's what it's all about right there um like the eight, like it doesn't matter if there's like a thirty inch fish in the eight or an or fifty inch fish in the eight. It's always super cool to pull them in the eight, man. Yeah. Super cool to pull them in the eight. Um, that story, that's your your PB story is a little more exciting than mine because mine's just like I flipped a I flipped a Medusa, uh, on a rock point, and I thought I was snag, and I set the hook in that fight. That fight lasted like thirty seconds because it was literally right at my feet. Cause I just, yeah. I just, I just flipped right at my feet, and he, he ate it, and I set the hook, and it was one of those ones where you set the hook, and you have enough line out to net, so like you just set the hook, and you're just kind of like dragging it in, and then underneath, and in the net it goes. I was like, oh, <laughs> yeah. But, um, let's talk, let's talk about about the season. You're, I know your season's closed, right? In yeah. Minnesota? I mean, technically it's still open, but I mean, the majority of the lakes are still. I stop here, but it'll be over in a couple of days here anyway, so. Yeah, yeah, our season's over in, in three days now. I've pretty much put the, after the snowstorm, I put the towel in. I was like, nope, it's too dangerous to yeah. fish the, the river. All the lakes are locked up. I'm like, no, 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 no. So, um, let, let's get into some, some details about your season. Um, do you have, did you have like a bait this year that was like, um, your go-to bait, like your confidence bait, um, at all, like, like just your top performing bait this year? Yeah, so the first couple of fish that I caught um, at the start of the year um, was on jerk baits, which is something that I was kind of new to. I mean, um, so it was nice, and that was actually my confidence base up until that uh, that day that I caught my my big fish, and I had went to Thorn Brothers and I saw the bait. Now it's one of those things where you see and you're like, you know, it's going to catch a fish, so you have to buy it. So after that day, I mean, that bait obviously was a huge confidence bait for me and uh, I think I went up the next day with, and just used the same lure fished the same spots I was fishing the other day caught some more fish so it, it pretty much became like my go-to bait I mean if I was out fishing that was like my bait that I would start with and if that wasn't working then I would kind of uh, dive into other categories but definitely that bucktail was, was definitely a confidence bait awesome 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 um, people hear people hear me talk about this a lot on the show about confidence and like confidence baits and stuff, and you know it it just really proves to show like there's tons of baits on the market right now like tons like more than there ever was, and a lot of people get overwhelmed and they just they just buy like all these different baits and they're like oh this guy uses this and this guy uses that and blah 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 but when when push comes to shove it all comes down to your confidence you know um I know I know when you fish when when you catch fish on a bait. And you have the confidence in it. You just, um, you fish with it so much better. You're just, you're just laid back. You're like, you know, I know this bait works. It's proven to work. 
and you know and you just you just stick with it and you you catch fish on it but um you know obviously it's in, it's important to you know also let the fish tell you what they want and stuff but you know confident baits are are real good to have um but for me for me this year it was a mini medusa like all year mini medusa and i had action from opening day to like late fall when i threw in the towel on that mini medusa and that thing is like destroyed like it is completely destroyed that tail all those tails have been glued back on at least like four times this year like things been getting clobbered dude but um yeah yeah so let's get into how how you go about fishing these really pressured lakes um but like like how are, how are the lakes up there pressured are they pressured from like other fishermen are they pressured from like jet skiers and um tubers and all that stuff like like what are what are we working what kind of pressure are on these lakes so what i got fishing most often um is it's a mix of everything i mean weekends it's it's pleasure boaters pontoons um in fact the thing that i had the most trouble with this year was actually just pontoons not necessarily the big wakeboarding boats or jet skis but just pontoons that i mean the lake that i fish i mean the stretch of the shoreline and the fishing are usually longer flat so you get folks that'll go in front of your casting pass, which is tricky to deal with. And then, um, I mean, I pretty much stay off the lake in the weekend because not only are you dealing with all that, but then you have, you know, a good chunk of people that are out there muskie fishing, another chunk of people that are out there walleye fishing. So it, it can get kind of tough. Um, but um, basically, I mean, what, it, what works for me is just finding spots that work and just staying on those spots. Um, and also just kind of, I mean, getting away from that also is just going to spots where you never see boats. That was a big thing for me this year. Going to spots where I haven't seen boats? Is it, do you do you ever do any uh, night fishing out there? Does, do you ever experiment with that at all? Yeah, you know, I've tried it. I don't do it too often, but I, I give it shots when I feel like giving it a shot. And um, I've, I've talked to people who do it out there, and they get you know, lots of fish. I mean, there's like, there's so many lakes in the area where people talk about night fishing, but personally, I mean, I've had, I think, one fish bite during the night. Um, what's, what's weird for me this year is actually, like, mid-afternoon was, was, like, when the fish were going for me more often than that versus early morning or, or evening. It was, like, mid midday, and it was just weird. That's interesting. That's really interesting. So, um, you, you fish out of a, a boat, correct? Uh, why don't you tell people what what kind of boat what kind of boat are you running? Like, what's your setup in your boat? So I fish out of a sixteen foot tiller, a Lumacraft. Um, and I mean, I I like tillers just because you free up the console, you get more space in it. And I fish by myself ninety percent of the time, so the only thing I really need room for is just camera stuff. Um, but it's nice because it's it's small, it's easy to manage, um, boat control tends to be pretty good with it, and uh, I mean, if I want to take it off to a bigger lake, I can, so it's, it's definitely been a pretty awesome setup for me, um, it was kind of a little frightening, you know, making a commitment to start paying for a boat, but it was definitely something that was definitely worth it for me, and I'm definitely getting my money's worth out of it. Heck yeah, so what do you what do you run for electronics, do you have um, Hummingbird, or what do you got? Um, so in the past, it's been... Hummingbird, and then I had a, a, a Garmin on the side, but this year I made the commitment after last week to see so much about it. I got a 
just the Helix 7 with that new Mega Side imaging. And, um, you know, seeing the pictures online is one thing, but when you can actually see it in person, it's crazy. And, um, in fact, the first day that I muskie fished Minnesota was on the Lax this year. And um, the first fish that I ever had, and it was like 20 minutes in, I saw it on my side of the gene and actually cast it at it in the direction where it was and actually had the fish in the eight. So it's one of those things where it's like you definitely don't need it to catch fish, but it is something where um, if you can get it, I definitely recommend it, I suppose. That's awesome. Side imaging has come so far, and like, there's so many cool things. Like, I, I just watched Uncut's ang- Uncut Angling's video, where he has the, uh, I think it has like the pan optics, and like, he, yeah. he's jigging with his dad, you can like see the fish like swimming. Like, it doesn't just look like a, bl- like a blob. Like, yeah. Like, it, like, you can actually see like motion, like that snake like motion of it, and like the fins and everything. It's like, that is insane. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's almost kind of scary I mean, how far technology comes each year. I mean, it seems like as we get into the new season, there's something else that's bigger and bigger. Um, but it's also kind of nice because it's, in return, it brings the cost down and stuff, which, you know, makes stuff more affordable for people who don't get, you know, can't put as much money into it. Exactly, exactly. It's it's just, I've I'm always been fascinated with, like, um, technology and, like, all this stuff, and then when, like, Hummingbird released that, like, live mapping thing, I thought that was, like, the coolest thing ever, and, um, I wanted, I wanted to get it for my, um, my ice fishing rig for, you know, my sonar and ice fishing, and yeah. I, I wanted to get into the, the kayak on the lake that I fish, ice fish on, and just, like, paddle yeah. around all day, and just, just chart a whole map of the lake, I thought that would be so cool. Yeah, and it's actually, you just made me remember something about my the 50 that I caught this year. So one thing that I did, I think a, a couple of days before that, um, so I ran a, I run a lake mapping ship in my Hummingbird, and it's decent maps, but it's not exact. And there's the spot that I've been seeing fish at is just a little, just, just a very small underwater point. So what I did is I went and actually mapped that out with that auto chart live, and I found that I actually came out a lot further than I thought it did. And in return, I mean, I got it, you know, more space to fish. And, you know, two days later, I'm fishing the tip of the point, which I wouldn't normally fish and caught a fish off of it. So that's awesome. That's so awesome. There's, I, I know there's like, um, there's also for, um, all you like shore and kayak people, um, isn't there like a Navionics or like some app on your phone that gives pretty okay maps? Yeah, um, yeah, I think it's Navion Plus or something like that. And I think, uh, something like, I, think I, I use that like once or twice. It's it's pretty, it's you know, I mean, it's good. Yeah, I mean, it, it definitely works. Um, so what uh, what kind of stuff do you do you like fishing? Like, just do you like fishing weeds or what kind of what kind of stuff do you like like when you when you see it on the the chart and you're like, ooh, that's juicy. What what kind of stuff is that? You know, in the past, it's been mostly sand for me, but this year, it wasn't really, it was more of just the, the actual structure itself, not necessarily weeds or sand or rock. It was just, um, I think the biggest thing for me this year was just underwater points. What seemed to be the, the biggest thing, um, but I guess if I had to choose, it definitely be weeds. 
Um, one thing I found, especially later on in the year, was actually um, the darker weeds, and not necessarily like the greener weeds, but the stuff that was a lot darker seemed to be holding the fish versus like fishing cabbage. I wouldn't really see anything. And I thought that was one thing that was strange. And uh, there's a guy who fishes out there, Ryan McMahon. He, he talked to me before about the same thing, and he noticed that instead of fish being on cabbage, they were on uh, the junk, thick stuff that you know, nobody really ever fishes. That's really interesting. Like, you, you'd think they would be in the cabbage. Like, that's that's literally, like, by the book. Like, they're in the cabbage, but that's really interesting. Yeah, no, and that's what, I mean, I think it was mid-August. I spent, like, the, the first part of August with me, I was just fishing cabbage, and I was not seeing anything. And I know the guy fishes out there, and I'm seeing all these pictures of fish as clients are catching. And I'm just like, what the heck? Like, he's got to be fishing the same stuff as me. And I see him out there, but... uh Sure enough, I mean, the next couple of days, I, I started fishing darker stuff. I started seeing fish, and then I started catching fish, so. That's awesome. That's awesome. So, did you uh, did you take any, any trips this year or do anything, like, go anywhere special or anything like that this year? Um, not as much as I would have liked to. Uh, I mean, the first, uh, I think the, the Monday after Muskie Opener in Minnesota, I made a trip up to Malax, which was, uh, a pretty uh, awesome experience. I mean, there's plenty of other boats out there. Um, personally, I didn't catch anything, but I saw plenty of fish and hooked one. And uh, I ended up seeing a guy up there catch, uh, I think, a 56 and a half. Who I actually, I, got, I knew the guy, but I didn't know he was. But that was a pretty, pretty crazy thing. And then uh, over the summer, I made a trip up to the Grand Rapids area and just tried some new lakes that I haven't fished before. Saw a couple of fish, but again, didn't really. Uh, didn't really boat anything, and uh, just recently I went up to Vermillion and uh, came back empty-handed from that trip. Dang, I um uh, I did one one little trip this year. Um, a guy, very nice guy in my Muskies Inc. chapter. He, he, I, I, he was like, "Hey, buddy, when you uh when you experience the July low period, he's like, hit me up. We'll go we'll go get slimed up." And I was like, "All right." So it was like middle of July, and I wasn't catching anything, you know, because it's July, and it's I hate fishing July. It's but yeah. So he's like, I I hit him up, and I was like, Yep, I'm not catching anything. You gotta save me. And so he's like, All right, all right, I'll pick you up. And he picks me up, and he's got this kick ass War Eagle boat with a big old two fifty um horsepower jet motor, and so we're. We're going up, like, way up the river, like, way up the river. We're driving, like, hour and a half up the river. And he, he puts in at this portage, like, this canoe portage. And I'm sitting there thinking, like, is this guy crazy? This this is, like, ankle-deep water. And I look at him, and I'm like, his name's Shane. I'm like, Shane, this is, like, ankle-deep water. And he's like, yeah, I only need three inches to go. And I'm like, are you serious? And he's like, yeah. So we get we get in the boat and he starts it up and we are just cooking up the up the river, man. Just cooking. And it's like shallow and I can see rocks everywhere and this dude's flying up the river. And, you know, we're fishing and we're not catching anything. We're floating down and um ended up end of the day, um, right before dark, he he looked at me and I looked at him and we both just said at the same time, we're like, moonset. <laughs> And we were going along, and I get just clobbered, catch a nice 36, 36 37, didn't even really measure it, fish. Um, 
and then like I I want to say like fifty yards past that when we were floating, he he nails one, and then all of a sudden we're getting blown up after blow up after blow up, and um and he looked at me and he's like, "You're telling me we fished an entire day just to fish a hot bite like the last like half an hour we're out here," and I'm like, "Wow, all right," but. It was real, real fun experience, um, going on the river like that. I've never been in a jet boat. Jet boats are, are really cool. <laughs> yeah, but, I've been watching the Today's Angler River videos, and yeah, it's something that's on my bucket list. Oh, heck yeah, yeah. Jet boats are amazing, and like, it, it was so weird to be going up the river, and then like, going up like, rapids, and like, jumping up, stuff like that. I was like, oh my god. <laughs> But, um, yeah, we fished, we fished, like, cannonballs the whole way down the river, because he's, like, he's, like, um, he's got a, uh, what's it called, a pro, he's a, he's a pro staff of Lake X. Yeah. And so, he fishes cannonballs and, like, toads, like, the whole season, but, um, I recently just bought a cannonball this year, and it was a really good investment. Like, my first cast with this, my first cast with the cannonball uh, I took two cranks and a fish just clobbered it, and I was like, "Oh, glad I bought this." But, um, do you have any? You got any crazy stories from the season? Like anything super exciting happened besides besides catching that fifty? Because that's pretty exciting. But you got any crazy stories? Um, let me think here. I think the. Yeah, I think I got one here. So when I was on Malak, um, I got up there super, super early. And I, I was actually the first boat out on, uh, we were, I was fishing out of Isle Bay. But after all these boats started fishing up, I kind of, the sun came out, it was really hot. So I kind of uh, went on on the main lake, just kind of fishing for like walleyes or whatever. And I was on my way back into the bay and my boat drifted up onto this reed flat and I looked over the side of the boat and I for sure saw the biggest muscular that I've ever seen in my life and it was just it's just crazy because like you, you'll see big fish but when you see one it's just, just I mean it's crazy you think you've seen it all and then you see a fish that just makes you just shake your core and uh, I ended up spooking it off but it looked like a fish that still had to spawn was how late the water was so cold, but it was uh, just fascinating to see such a big fish next to the boat. That's awesome. Did you did you did you put down like did you put a waypoint down on him? Yeah, so I I marked that reed bed and I ended up kind of I mean the, most of the boats are fishing on the center of the bay and I was right on the edge, so I kind of hung over that way knowing what was there, but I never saw the fish again. That sucks. Maybe next year. Yeah. Um, I, I got a pretty crazy story. I, so I was, I was fishing, um, down, down at the river. That's like, that's like my spot. Like the river, that's really all I got here is, is yeah. the, the river. I mean, you can fish the, the big lake that I have here, but it's so hard. It's so big that it's like really hard to, to, you know, find where fish are. But so I'm, I'm fishing the river and I catch this fish and I see it's tagged. And, you know, I'm like, oh, sweet, I caught a tagged fish. Like, I've never caught a tagged fish before. So um, I get the numbers off of it and take pictures and blah, blah, blah. Put it back in the water, and I decide to call the um, Department of Natural Resources and report the fish. And so I, I report it 
give him the numbers and he asked me like do you do you want the um info back like when i when i like send this number in you want the info back and i was like yeah sure so he, he calls me up and um he's like all right i got the info so the fish the fish was um 38 inches long and so he's like so when that fish was tagged it was tagged in 2006 and it was 35 inches long and i was like all right and he's like so very healthy growth and then he's like and uh here's the crazy part he's like do you want to know where where we tagged it and i was like yeah and he's like we tagged it on the upper part of lake wasota and what's crazy about that is between the upper part of lake wasota and where i caught that fish there are two hydro dams <laughs> so this fish swam across a 20 mile lake or section of the lake went down a hydro dam went down another three miles and then went down another hydro dam which to me was just mind-blowing because i was like there's no fish ladder there's no like any there's no other way to get down there being a fish than through the spill gates because all of that all of the generators and hydro stuff that is all netted off like there are there are big seining nets and uh, blockers and everything so fish don't get sucked up in there and trees don't get sucked up in there so the only possible way a fish could get down there was through the spill gates and these spill gates are like massive like i know if i jumped off one of the spill gates i'd probably break both of my legs and i think that's just amazing because this fish was clean like it was clean so i think i think that was pretty crazy but um, he also he also told me that like he said like like twenty five percent of the fish they've tagged have gone over the dam and I was like wow <laughs> like I did not know they go over the dam like that so apparently they're hanging around the dam like that. but he he also said um I was the only person to report catching that fish so I thought that was pretty cool but. I'm sure a lot of people caught it and just not reported it. Um, I mean, unless I'm the only person to catch that fish between 2006 and now, but I highly doubt that. Yeah. But that was that was a pretty crazy, crazy thing that I was just like, I did not know they did that. Like, I knew they got they got like ripped up and pulled into um, like the current seams and stuff, but I never knew they actually went over the dam. Uh-huh. And 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 survive like I didn't know they could go over and survive, which is amazing to me. So yeah. Um, so another question we got: What kind of stuff do you like to fish with? Like what kind of what kind of what's your like top three bait list like that you just you just love throwing? Um. All right. So I'd say my top. Three in previous years has been just the basic, you know, rubber, bucktail, topwater. But this year, it all kind of changed. So I would say, in no order, my top three is going to be um, that 8-9 bucktail, the double 8. I don't know, for whatever reason, I've had more luck on smaller versus bigger. Yeah, I don't know if that's just based on the waters I'm fishing or, or, or what, but that 8-9 was just incredible for me this year. Another bait that was extremely well, um, which 
just I mean, I haven't really fished with in the past was a suic, just a 10 inch weighted. That was more of a bait where I could throw and move fish on, and then I could go back with bucktails and catch the fish, which I thought was kind of strange because when you watch it, like a, a show or something, it's the opposite. Yeah, they see him on a bucktail and go back with the jerkbait and catch him, but for me, it was the opposite. Um, and then I'd say the final bait, um, just a top water bait, was flat tail or cannonball or water chopper. Um, and that was more so like August, early September was when the top waters kind of to do better than, than anything else. Heck yeah. I've got, I've got this theory. Like, here's my theory. I think that the whole big bait era is starting to come to a little bit of an end because I, me pers- just me personally, have moved so many fish in the past two years just using, like, little baits, like mini medusas, regular bulldogs. Um, I, I even threw micro, I threw micro medusas this year, which are, like, like a, a smallmouth bass could easily just chomp that. And yeah. I, was, I was moving fish in, like, 45-inch class, like, pulling them in the air with that thing. And I was like, I'm on this theory now that, like, little baits are, like, making a comeback. And, like, even even Robbie from Today's Angler, he'll, like, throw a husky fish, which is, like, it's like a bass bait. And, like, he'll throw yeah. that thing and move fish on it. So, I've got this theory. Yeah, I mean, from my experience, this year especially, I mean, I would definitely agree with you and, I know all. I've always just been a fan of smaller baits, small to medium sized stuff. I never really throw anything bigger than double knives or bucktails. Um, I don't throw any like great big top waters. The biggest top water that I have right now is probably my flat nine. And even compared to some other baits, it's not necessarily super big. I mean, it's definitely big for a top water bait, but exactly, exactly. I mean, I threw double thirteens once. Like, because I seen them at the show. I seen them at the Minnesota Muskie show. And I was like, these things are sick. Like, I have to have this. And I threw them once. And, like, I I pulled it back. And I was like, nope, not throwing this again. <laughs> I was like, I don't even know. Like, that's moving so much water. Double 13s are. And, like, I was like, I cannot imagine throwing this all day. Yeah, I was... I was always afraid of those baits. I mean, I didn't think it was, you could catch anything on them. And uh, I think it was last fall I got one, and I was fishing with my brother who, who doesn't really even musky fish, and I was throwing that, and he was like, what are you going to catch with that? But um, I think I ended up having fish follow like 10 minutes in, and it ate it in the eight. But the fish bit a rip between the trebles, and I went down for the hook side and bent the thing in half, and back and the wire snaps on it dude that that reminds me of like my favorite line ever when you go to a spot and like someone who doesn't musky fish is there and they see your baits and they're like what are you gonna catch with that a shark like you have no idea how many people say that to me like yeah just like this spring I was fishing like I I because we have two seasons in Wisconsin we have northern opener and southern opener and Southern Opener will open the same date as regular fishing season, which is like May 3rd or 4th or something like that. And then late season opens up at the end of May during Labor Day. So I, I, took, a, I took a little venture into the Southern region, which is like, for where I live, it's literally half an hour drive and I'm in the Southern region. So I, I go down to this, <laughs> this spot for early season 
and there's these guys walleye fishing there, and the guy's like, what are you planning to catch with that, a shark? And I'm like, oh my god. I was like, no, I'm going to catch a muskie, and he's like, oh, well, you can't fish for muskies here because I didn't bring my club. And I'm like, yeah, real funny. And he's like, yeah, man, I used to catch wallies here all the time. And then your muskies, they ate them all. And I'm like, perfect. As I look over and there's a like a five-gallon bucket where like him and all his buddies are throwing his walleyes, I'm like, yep, all right. <laughs> that sounds that sounds accurate. But that's like... That's like the biggest thing that irritates me. I don't know. Do you have any hecklers? Do you do you experience any hecklers of people just like yelling at you for musky fishing because they're eating all the walleye? Um, no, but working at a bait shop, I've heard my fair fair share of it. And uh, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I think. I mean, I think science backs it up. I mean, I don't think there's really a thing to worry about. You look at Minnesota. You look at the best walleye lakes, and you look at like Malak, Leech, Vermilion. I mean, they're all the lakes with muskies in them. I mean, if, if anything, I would be, I would argue that muskies help fish populations, but. Exactly, exactly. And it's, it's like, like, yes, I'm sure, I'm sure a muskie will eat a walleye. Like, I'm, I guarantee you a muskie will eat a walleye. But a muskie is not primarily targeting walleye. Like, they're, they're literally the top of the food chain. They eat whatever they want to eat. And, you know, the Wisconsin, the Wisconsin DNR did a real big study where they were taking and, like, studying what muskies eat and all this stuff. And they said, like, like basically 65 to 70% of their diet consists of suckers. And they said, like, 5, five to 10% is actual walleye. And, you know, their, their biggest time they eat walleye is during the, like, spawning season. Uh-huh. And you know it's funny, it's hilarious. I love it so much. I I bought a big shirt that says "Musky Lives Matter," and it pisses everyone off at walleye fishes. It's it's great, and like yeah, I got, I got nothing against people who walleye fish, but I do have something against you if you like come at me about like my fish, like like you, like don't like stop. <laughs> yeah, like come on, dude. I'm not telling you that your walleyes suck like jeez dude i'm sure your walleyes eat plenty of musky fry because you know it's the food chain <laughs> like, yeah it's literally the food chain and you know all these all these people are just like this fishery used to be amazing and then like this one guy this one guy came up to me and he was like you know i used to catch i used to catch muskies here or walleye here all the time like i used to you know have no problem and then they introduced muskies in this river, and now, you know, it, it just sucks. And then I'm sitting here thinking, when did they introduce muskies into this river? Like, muskies were native on this river. They've, like, always uh-huh. been here. Like, I don't know what you're talking about, dude. I'm like, so, so I asked him, like, you think they stocked this river, and that's why they're here? And he goes, yeah, they stocked it, like, two years ago. And I'm like, uh, and then I'm like, no, they didn't. I'm like, I was catching muskies here, like, like more than two years ago, like they, they never stocked the river ever because it's it's natural. That pissed them right off. But do you do you do you have any problem with like, um, bottom fishing people? Because I have I have a huge problem with those guys. Uh no. Um, like I said, for me the biggest thing that I deal with fishing wise is just. 
recreational boaters. I mean, I don't know if you saw the video this year, but I actually had a boat drive over my line and rip a fishing rod right out of my arm. Oh, so that's wow. the kind of stuff I, I deal with here. <laughs> I've seen that. I, like, I watched it once, and I laughed, and I watched it again, and I was like, oh, I feel terrible. Like, I honestly feel terrible, because that must have sucked. Yeah, the best part was, is that I got my rod back. Oh, you um, did? Yeah, the only thing I lost was my, was my lure, and, um, the video doesn't really show up, but I mean, I yelled at the guy, but he just kept going, but I'm not the kind of person that's going to go sit there and chase somebody down, I mean, I just kind of bit my tongue and just let it. Let it go. I mean, it made for a funny video, in my opinion, because I mean, every time I watch it, it just makes me laugh now. But uh, if I would probably wouldn't be laughing if I got my rod back, I probably would have been pretty upset. Is that is that video on your YouTube channel? Yeah, it's on Facebook and YouTube. Facebook. I mean, it was. I thought it was gonna get some views, but on Facebook, I think it's at like ninety-one thousand views right now, which is just That's... crazy. I mean, I, the only time I've ever had to turn off notifications from so many comments and stuff, and it's funny because, like, most of the people who are, are fishermen have my back, and then you have other people telling me that, like, I'm in the wrong, and I'm an idiot, and I just, I don't know, I, I, I thought it was very amusing. Oh, yeah. Facebook's always amusing. Like, like, I follow, I follow, like, the whole spectrum. Like, there's, like, I feel like there's, like, spectrums of, like, who you follow, and these pe- these people hate these people, and these people hate those people. I follow both of them just because I love reading comment sections. Like, uh-huh. like when my girlfriend comes over, like, and and like we're bored, we just like, hey, got any funny comments on Facebook? And we just like <laughs> read through them, like, oh wow, look at how funny this guy is. Like, you get like two people who like you'll see like a guy comment and you'll see like thirteen replies, and it's just this dude going back and forth with this other person. Like, they're not making any progress. It's like, this is yeah. fantastic. I love Facebook. Like, I don't do anything on Facebook. I just read people's comments. It's fantastic yeah but um so if y'all want to check out that video of ben's rod getting ripped out of his hands from a, a pontoon you can you can go to his uh youtube channel ben stone fishing what's the what's the video called uh it should be just called reckless boater rips fishing out from arm um pretty basic title but pretty much sums they got the job done pretty much sums up the event so that video is hilarious <laughs> yeah but um what do you what what rod and reel was that uh i've been uh the chaos tackle salt sticks and dial left a lot so i mean there, uh, there was one chaos rod that i had that the core kind of came undone but i think i'm gonna get a warranty replacement at the minnesota show if i don't have to deal with uh deal with sending it back in but yeah when that rod it got ripped out. It, it actually floated, which was very surprising to me. That's wow! I didn't know that they floated. Did not know they floated. So you, what kind of what rods and reels do you use? Like you got, you basically use all Daiwa. Is that correct? Um, for the most part, uh, I got. I still got. Uh, they're old now, but I still got one of the Abu NACLs, which I think today is probably the most comfortable musky reel I've ever fished with. It had such a unique, like, low-profile, wide design. I, honestly, I, I like that a lot better than a 400 size, but um, I definitely want to get my hands on a trink because I just keep, I mean, I've heard from so many people out there such a great reel, but for me, it's just been Dialexus mostly, and 
really haven't run into any problems. The only gripe I have with them is just the braking can be a little bit sensitive, it feels like, at times. But other than that, I'd say they're pretty solid wheels. Uh, I'll tell you what. Next time, next time we go fishing and you don't have a Trinx, you can use mine. I'll let you. I'll let you use mine. Cause honestly, the best purchase, best musky purchase I've ever done in my life. Like I was, I got my tax return, and I went to Shields. You know, as you do with your tax return. Yeah. And the guy, I was looking at musky reels, and the guy's like, "Oh, you want to get Shimano Trinx?" And I was like, ah, "I don't know, man." And he's like, he he looks at me and he's like. Trust me, you want this reel, and I'm like, well, I mean, I know I want it, but like, I don't want to pay for it. Like, it's a lot of it's a, it's an expensive reel for being 19. Yeah. It's an expensive reel, but I ended up buying it anyways. And I remember like season wasn't even open yet, so I go down to this little pond, um, you know, kind of down the road from my house. That's it's just it's just a pond. Like, there's no fish in it. There's a pond. And I started chucking baits with it, and I was like, this is the best thing ever. Like, it's so smooth. Big baits are not a problem with it. Um, It's just, when you fight a fish with it, it's just so nice. Like, you can just you can just feel how nice it is. It's fantastic. Fantastic. The only issue with it is there are no issues with it. <laughs> but, um... I, I let my, my girlfriend use it because we go sometimes we go musky fishing. Um and she was using it and she didn't push the thumb bar down all the way and she went to cast with it. So it was like the it was screaming because it was like half out of, you know, gear or whatever you call it. And it was just like screaming and I like took her out of her hands. I'm like, maybe you should use the other reel. <laughs> but she was freaking out because she thought I she broke it, but it's always fun fishing with her. She calls my my Poseidon. She calls it the the dildo. That's what she calls it. That's what she thought it was. Cause I I put that. I was like, you want to use this? Like I'm like this this bait's like pretty good. And she's like, Kyle, why are you fishing with a dildo? And I'm like, it's not a dildo. So that's now what she calls it every time. And that's the only bait she'll throw. The only one, is the white Poseidon. But great it's it's the white Poseidon doesn't get doesn't get chomped. None of my Poseidons get chomped. The only Poseidon I've had chomped was my black one, and that's when I fished with you and we caught that pike. Yeah, yeah that, I guess kind of the same for me. It's, it's the bait that I see fish on, but um, I think I've only had one fish bite a white Poseidon, and that was. It was a big fish, but I missed it. But I don't know. I think part of the reason why I got the white Poseidon is I seen today's angler catch so many fish on it. I, I just assumed that it was guaranteed. I was like, it's guaranteed yeah. to catch fish. But I've been I've recently, you know, Musky Innovations posted that picture of like Brad Rue with all those swim swimming dogs, and they had uh-huh. a, they had a catching contest, and I somehow won the catching contest. Don't know how that happened. But I win the catching contest, and they send me just a swimming dog just for free because I won. And I was like, all right, cool. And I fished with it a little bit, and I was like, mm, I don't know about this. I don't know. And then I fished with it with my girlfriend, and I got totally rocked. Like, 
like that was the hardest hit all year. And I missed it because my girlfriend was standing next to me and I felt pressured, but I missed the fish and then it was like, all right, this bait's legit now. Like it's proven itself. So I caught the last fish of the season this year on that bait too. Got destroyed. Do you do you use any swim baits? Do you like swim baits? Um, I mean, I I, I got my fair share of Poseidons, but um, I don't think I've caught a fish on one of them yet. I I've, I've got a few that are pretty beat up. Um, but one thing that I've noticed on the uh, the lake that I fish most often is I'll get muskies that get right behind it, and it feels like you get hit, but they they literally just bump the bait with their nose, like they push it forward. And I've had that happen multiple times. Otherwise, the only time I, that one's got bit for sure by a muskie that I know was in the... I had a fish come in the figure eight and just grab the tail on uh, a 12-inch beside and then that was pretty much pretty much it. So I definitely have confidence in them, but... Weird. Weird. So you, you just bought a flap tail, right? Yeah. Is it all the hype that it is? Because I know today's anglers hyped them up. Because Lee makes them. And I know a lot of people who are like, these things are fantastic. Ha- are they all the hype? Like, have are they good? From your experience. Um, I mean, I got a lot of fish on my flap nine. Um, uh, the, uh, but, um, later on, I think August is when I kind of started to use it more. And, it's a learning curve because you can fish so slow with it, but uh, I ended up catching a fish on it, and that was pretty nice. See, I don't know, I don't know if I could use one of those because for one, I would hate fishing that slow, and for two, like I don't really, I don't really think I have any spots that would work really good because I hate to, I hate to cut you off. I'm getting a important phone call. Um, do you mind if I take that? Yeah, yeah, you're fine. You're fine. I was just about to okay. end the show anyways. Okay, well, yeah, sorry for the abrupt ending, but... No, you're fine. You're fine. You're good. Talk later. Yep. All right, so Ben had uh, taken a phone call. We were about to wrap it up anyways. So that was Ben. Uh, We're probably going to go fishing next... Uh, next season 2020 2020 season so that'll be pretty exciting um go check out his stuff uh benstone fishing um on youtube and his instagram i will have to grab real quick um i think it's just benstone yeah it's benstone mn is his instagram so you can check him out on there he's got amazing content um i'd say his editing is like up there with all the big dogs to be honest, his editing is fantastic. So go check him out. Um, so yeah, that was a pretty fun podcast. Um, so I think I'll wrap it up here and, uh, we'll catch you guys next time on the next episode of muskies after dark. Thank you guys for uh, tuning in.